we are beginning a brand new message series today, looking at the connection between our faith life and our work life. There can be and should be a connection between our faith life and our work life. Appropriately, we begin this series on Mother's Day as we celebrate our moms, living and deceased, and all the good and great work that they've undertaken and accomplished on our behalf. Your mom was most likely the first to form you in faith, and if your mom was like mine, the first to model faith in your life. It's appropriate as well because when we describe the connection between faith and work, we recognize that our work may or may not mean something we get paid for. Every mom, for instance, is a working mom. Some just earn a paycheck and some do not. Likewise, we're including and addressing in this series retired people, the elderly, and students too. We all have work to do, even if we don't get a salary or have a job description. So, this is definitely a series for everyone. And as we start this series, I want to share with you three key insights from the Bible that will guide our reflection in the coming weeks. Insights that just might surprise you. First key insight. Work is good. It's true. Work is good. The Bible begins with God at work. That's how basic work is to the world. In the beginning, there was nothing. And then God literally went to work. He spoke the world into existence. He created the sun and the moon and the stars. He organized the world by creating day and night and dry land and oceans and seas. Other ancient religions depicted the creation of the world as the result of warring cosmic forces. But Genesis tells us differently. Genesis reveals that creation doesn't come out of conflict, but creativity. Creation is the result of the loving kindness and the infinite creativity of a master craftsman. And yet, and yet the word for work used in this portion of Genesis describes ordinary, everyday, common labor. Labor that we all undertake every day. That establishes that, that establishes such work as the pattern for creation, once and for all and forever. And as God completed each stage of his work in creation, the book of Genesis tells us that God paused to acknowledge that it was good. Over and over again, Genesis repeats that the work was good, which also establishes a permanent pattern that we experience as well. Whenever we complete a project, finish a job, accomplish a goal, it feels good. It just does. In some ways, there is no better feeling. And that's not a hallmark of pride. It's a reflection of God in us. From the very beginning, we see the goodness of work, later reflected in the person of Jesus Christ. God came among us. Think about it. God came among us not as a conquering hero, not as a philosopher king, not as a noble statesman, but as a carpenter. And most all of his life was spent laboring as a carpenter. 
It's very touching seen in the movie The Passion showing Jesus at work in his carpentry shop, taking obvious delight in his craft. And then at one point, Mary calls him into a dinner that she's prepared for him, playfully admonishing him to wash his hands. He splashes water back at her. The scene, to me, illustrates the delight both mother and son doubtless took in their work, work that they accomplished for each other. Mary working for Jesus, Jesus working for Mary. Through creation, God the Father, and through his life, God the Son, revealed the goodness of work. Second key insight. Work is more than just good. It's a gift. People mistakenly believe that God gave work to humanity as a punishment for sin, which was not the case. The truth is, God gave us work as a way to participate in his work. From the very beginning, God hands on work to human beings. Work was part of the plan, part of the paradise of Eden. In Genesis, we read, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden. Why? To work it. God gives human beings the work of ruling over the earth and caring for it, thus establishing humanity's dignity and purpose firmly rooted, in part, in our work. You know, much of the marketing and advertising of our culture paints the moments after we get through work the true moments to be enjoyed and valued and savored in life. And yet, most of us spend most of our waking hours at work, only looking at that time as an imposition, as striving and drudgery, only something to be gotten through so that we can get on with relaxation or recreation or entertainment or whatever it is we'd rather be doing is definitely no way to live. And it's a far cry from the joyful, abundant life God wants for us. I know for some people that can be difficult to embrace. While many love their work and feel very fulfilled in it, others do not. And if that's you, I'm sorry. And I do not for a moment mean to appear to minimize your situation, but perhaps you could consider this. Certainly, some of our greatest frustrations in life can come in our work environments, whether we like our job or not. But any work you do can have value, and being grateful and thankful for that can change your attitude, or at least brighten your view. One of the ways we do that here as a parish staff it's through our weekly WINS meeting. That's what we call it, our WINS meeting. Each Monday, our team gathers together and is encouraged to share what good things they've experienced in the previous week or weekend, where we won, where we fulfilled our values and served our mission, where we saw God show up. We celebrate our wins and in the process underscore the point and the purpose of what we do and why we do it. Even if you don't enjoy the work you do, you can still thank God 
for what it provides and produces. And you can ask God to help you more fully appreciate the good that is accomplished through what you do. Third, and this might be the most surprising insight of all, at least for me it was, because it's counterintuitive. And you might want to push back on it too. Third key insight. We need work. We need work. We need work and not just for the paycheck it provides, not just as a means to an end. We need work in itself. In fact, I'll go further and say this. You will not have a meaningful life without work. You will not have a meaningful life without, without work. Notice what I did not say. I did not say that work provides the meaning of life. That's actually not true. And it's not a healthy attitude to have either. If you look to work to give complete meaning and value to your life, then your work becomes an idol. And that's wrong. God alone gives meaning to our lives. But that's different from having a meaningful life. You will not have a meaningful life, a life of purpose, a life of true satisfaction and success without work. Work is as much a basic human need as food or friendship, rest or relaxation. Our body and soul craves work, and without work, we sense significant inner loss and even emptiness. Do you know where I see this most clearly displayed? In people who can no longer do their jobs or even undertake physical activity because of illness. People are cut off from that activity because of their poor health or physical incapacity. They quickly discover how much they've lost, how great is their loss. And if that's you right now, today, this morning, if you're listening to this message and that's you, allow me to say this to you. Just because you can't do the work you normally do, or the work you used to do, or the work you like to do, doesn't mean you don't have work. You do. And I encourage you to think of the healing process that you're a part of as your job, your cooperation with your healthcare providers as your job, your prayer for others currently sick or suffering as your job. And in that sense, you have a lot of work to do. We all do. We all need work. We need work because it's a key way in which we serve others and contribute to their well-being. As discussed in the last series, we know in our hearts that significance and meaning come from adding value to others. And we'll look at this in subsequent weeks of this series, but our work is one of the key ways we add value to others. We need work because it helps us know who we are. Our gifts and abilities and talents make up a major component of our identities and who God created us to be. Likewise, precisely through our work, we can discover them. In fact, God intends some specific work for us to do to discover and develop those gifts and talents and abilities. The Bible says, for we are God's workmanship, 
created in Christ Jesus for the good works which he has prepared in advance for us to do. When God plans you from all eternity, before he formed you in your mother's womb, he had good works that he prepared for you to do. Those works are not separate from who he created you to be, but critical and core to who you are, helping you become the very best version of yourself. Works undertaken at your workplace, in the course of your career, in your home, at school, in your family, among friends, and as we noted in the last series, right here at church. We need work because it helps us know who we are and it helps us know who God is. Work reflects the character of God. Undertaking work generously can bring us closer to Him and help us get to know Him more intimately. We need work most of all because there'll be work in heaven. It's true. There'll be work in heaven and we have to practice now. The parable of the talents found in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke tell us about the kingdom of heaven and what will happen in the end times. In both versions of that, that parable, the master of the story who represents God rewards the servants who represent us by giving them greater responsibility and more work to do. The master says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in this very small matter. Now take charge of greater matters. Now do more work. The good work we do now is preparatory to the good work to come. In today's gospel reading, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always. As Christ followers, we show our love for the Lord, not simply at church one hour a week, but always, everywhere, increasingly in each and every area of our lives, including our work. And in turn, the Lord promises to accompany us with his presence and power through the Holy Spirit. So as we begin this series, I invite you to take some time in your daily quiet time this week to invite the Holy Spirit to be with you in your work, to help you out or get you started, and to really get the most out of this series. You can sign up for our daily devotional, which we'll send to you every morning as our gift to you. Just text the word PRAY to 88877. That's 88877. Also, consider who you know who might really benefit from this series and think about inviting them to join us here, in person, or online. Work. Work is a major part of our lives for sure, and God has given it to us as a blessing. And it can be. It can be a blessing if we'll recognize that whatever it is we're working on, we can be working for Him. Thanks for watching. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single video. You can be part of our mission to love God, love others, and make disciples by sharing this video. We're grateful you're part of this community.